IGDA Twin Cities Podcast. Hey, I'm your host, Ryan. With me tonight, as always, is the Diddy to my Kong, Tori. Hey, Tori. Howdy, folks. And howdy, Ryan. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Absolutely fabulous. This beautiful freezing day. Is it freezing? Well, I suppose it's been freezing. I, getting up, I got put the kids on the bus, and um, I look at the, the thermostat thing on my Nexus 7. You know, it's got this nice little weather app that just is there you know the the cards i don't know what it's called but it's supposed to get to know me and um and it says 26 degrees on it and i'm like oh good it's warm out (laughs) (laughs) because that determines if i have to put the kids in you know snow pants oh gotcha and everything ridiculous so well what's the threshold well they don't let them outside if it's below zero for recess oh okay but you know like 26 degrees at least to me is cold don't get me wrong but it's not like yeah you know ridiculous because like we walked out there one day and it was five you know degrees and that's just yeah yeah that's like all right let's wait to the very last second to get out to the bus stop but 26 is yeah oh yeah is is one it was because the day before was the five day degrees i'm like oh good Uh, 26 (laughs) degrees which which i thought after the point i'm like oh my god what is wrong <laughs> We're in Minnesota. That's 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 almost shorts weather. Shorts weather, yeah. Cool. Yeah. It has been cold, but that's okay. That's Minnesota for you. That's right. That that's when we get our best uh um gaming and game making on. Yeah, or game playing. Man, it lets me no. bust out my sweaters. Are you kidding me? I love this time. Mm. The gaming sweaters. I gotta get I gotta find some cool gaming sweaters. Because I'm pretty sure you could stitch in some cool like space invaders or something pretty easily. Instead of deer, you know, the deer sweatshirts or sweaters. Oh, yeah. Um, get the Space Invaders. I'd rock that. And wash them in Mountain Dew. They'll be perfect. They'll be good to go. And wash them in Mountain Dew. They Only if it's Halo 4 Mountain Dew. And you get <laughs> oh, yeah. What is it? Like the G Fuel or I don't know what the heck it stuff is. But yeah, absolutely. You know, I know that you um, you worked on a game not too long ago. And um, you had tweeted that it had come out. And so yes. I went and tried the demo and was instantly sold on the demo. So Drox Operative, uh, did I say that right? Drox? Drox? You got it. Drox Operative, yep. So you did the uh, music and sound effects and everything? Is everything that I hear in that game done by you? Probably 95%. There's a couple things pulled from previous games. Oh. Uh, and and I, honestly, at this point, I don't even remember which ones were the ones I did from those games. But, <laughs> and you know, and were from even previous from when I started. But 95% of the sound in that game is me. There's a lot of sounds in that game, too. So it yeah, it took a, a long time. Yeah. yeah, so I'll, I will straight up say that the, the demo definitely sold me, and I went totally uh, beta or early whatever on it. So I, I was in. Well, thank you. Thank you for the support. I appreciate that. Oh. By the way, listeners, not to be too pluggy, but it's soldak, S-O-L-D-A-K dot com if you want to pick up a copy. Oh, you know, but, um, okay, let me sell it a little bit because it's, oh, yeah. so space, it's a space game, kind of an RPG sort of, but it's one of those like, um, colony, forex. uh, what's that? They call them like forex, like exploration. Oh, what the heck are those, those, the X's? What do they stand for? Yeah. What do they stand for? This is good, good game stuff talk but it, well i'll just say it, it's it's one of these space games where you both fight and try to v- build relationships with others and foster relationships and you know um 
it's got a real neat twist in that you are a Drox operative, so you actually don't have a, a race necessarily or a homeworld or anything, but you exist in the universe trying to bring order to it. So you can help a race, say, try to colonize and, and destroy another race or, you know, that sort of stuff. That I thought was pretty neat. You're actually not trying to manage your own resources. You're just trying to be um, a number of different winning scenarios, I guess. But yeah, as, which is typical. But but your winning scenario doesn't necessarily depend on you balancing resources and doing all of those other things. Right. And yeah, and it's uh, kind of like all of their games um, uh, of the Soldat games. It's usually in kind of an evolving universe, and it's procedurally generated every time. So it's always going to be different. There's a couple different tweaks that you can put in there. But um, it's always going to be different, and you're never quite sure what's going to happen. Um, but the cool thing is, like, bad guys can level up if you don't kill, you know, kill them. And one of the things when I f- first started playing a Soldat game, which was actually originally frustrating, is there's no there's no load really. There's a like you can't have multiple saves of the same game. There's a save and exit. That's it. So you save and exit, and so. Oh, you, you can't go you, and try you, another one. Like, yeah, so if, so something. If, well, oh, you, right? Yeah. So if if you fail a quest, the quest has failed. You can't you can't get that back. But that's you're meant to fail stuff, and you're meant to you know lose worlds, and you're meant to um, to die sometimes. Well, I, and um, I'm sure I, I know me and you have talked. I don't know if we've talked about it on a podcast, but how I'm like totally a sucker for roguelikes. Oh, gotcha. they're, yeah. They're brutal in that way. That that you know. All this stuff can go really well. You know, you can be this super paladin with an awesome sword and you just won't die by any monster fight, but you'll starve to death. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> because yeah. you didn't manage your <laughs> yeah. food stores, right? Yeah. You know, I, I don't know what it is about those games because I hate them, but I hate them because, because I know I love them so much because you just no, hop no. right back in on them. And games like this, I think, would kind of break a little bit if that's the case, too. Uh, they, well, there is a hardcore mode that you can play even so that when you're dead, you're permadeath. Yeah, I don't like... Um, well, okay, there's cases where that's okay, but um, no, I don't know. This worked really well. I think that this... I don't think that permadeath would be make this game better. Um, yeah, it, it... I suppose it depends but on I mean, the player. That, that, like, that you can't go back and go, oh, shoot, I should have saved... Or wait, can you? You can't? Yeah, there's just... There is no, like, choose which save slot, right? Right, yep, it's only... I mean, you can have multiple characters. You can have as many characters as you want, uh, or, like, as many different ships as you want. But, so, I mean, essentially, you have a bunch of different save slots, but you can't, like, uh, the yeah, same right. game... You can't you say can't, this can't is save, yeah. four days ago or whatever, gotcha. Right, so... And, and the idea there is to sort of have you let go of worrying about m- making everything happen correctly, because it, it's not in... Um, so it, at first it's frustrating, and then eventually for me it was kind of freeing because it's like you know what, I can't do everything, so I'm gonna do what I want to do. Um, yeah, that so. I, I will admit that like at first I was just trying to get every mission I could, and um, you know, eventually a point where I was getting these missions which were like really involved. Yeah. Like, like yeah. Uh, get medicine to this planet because they've got an outbreak of zombieism or something. You know, I don't know what yeah. it was, but it was something sort of humorous. Um, and so I like flew all over the dang map trying to figure out 
where to get it and eventually got it. But in that whole time, like I lost all these other missions <laughs> because I was yeah. doing this yeah. and I don't like those missions. <laughs> I just like the ones where it's like kill seven of these things. I'm like, all right on it. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, no, nicely yet. done. It's, it's pretty dang neat. It's worth checking out. And, um, yeah, and those space you know, games it's... are definitely my jam like that. So, and, and, uh, there's a lot of info thrown at you right away. So oh stick gosh, with it. Or, or, yeah. yeah. It is a little yeah, rough, it, I will admit. We are not good with the tutorials. Uh, we'll, we're just saying that now. So, um, you know what? Um, ask questions if you have any. I will say I jumped, like, this, these are one of those games that are dangerous for me. So, like, um, space, or you have Spaz. I'm pretty sure we talked about Spaz before, which is yeah, Space Pirates yeah. and Zombies. And oh my, I couldn't stop playing that game either. Um, but it's a lot more um, arcadey with fighting and stuff. Mm, yeah. But, um, so I went through my Steam list and I found all these space exploration games that I purchased because I knew I'd like them, but I haven't played them yet. And so I tried some of them. And um, I can't remember what it was. It was like Galactic Empires 2 or something like that. And um, it sucked me in again, too. And it, totally nothing. No text, no nothing. Just start, right? And I'm like, I don't mm. know what to do. <laughs> but, like, it actually worked. Like, I just clicked through menus, and I'm like, oh, okay. And in the process of finding other stuff, I'm like, oh, okay. And then I went back, you know, the next day, and then I'm like, oh, there's the tutorials. It's a big button. You know me and menu button. Menu. <laughs> I don't, all I see is the play now button, apparently. And I'm like, oh. And so I started clicking on the tutorials, and I'm like, I already know all this. And, I know this. <laughs> and then I got, like, after three minutes of watching, you know, the videos that were the basic intros, I'm like, ah, I just want to play. <laughs> and I went, yeah. And, it's a tough, uh, well, even, you know, uh, I might as well bring it up now. I've been working on Fireman Run again because um, I took a month break again, which seems to be my mode of operation. But um, one of the problems we're having there, too, is how to, and the controls being so simple in that where it's, you know, left thumb is jump and right thumb is spray. But how do you tell the player that Yeah. in a, in a good way? And I know a lot of mobile games do it a lot of different ways. And I know we tried like away with signs and stuff, but nobody sees the signs. They just don't. It's a, it's an interesting problem. It's, it's tricky. And the other thing too, in some ways it's almost like cinematics where there, it's like a whole other beast. It's not a game. It's a tutorial and it can be done a number of different ways, but how do you, how do you make a thorough tutorial, especially for really detailed games? That's not really, really annoying. Like, especially for people that's like, I just want to get to it. It's Yeah, it's um, the really detailed ones that, that it has a lot of subtlety to it that you might not yeah. know about otherwise. Because, like, you just right. mentioned in Drox Operative that the bad guys level up. Yeah. And I didn't know this. But yeah, that was like the... why I was just getting pounded <laughs> by by scores of bad things. And I'm assuming oh, you just yeah. mean the, the random, you know, what I would call, like, the barbarians that you'd find in... Yeah, they don't have a planet or anything. They're just out there wandering. Yeah, the sort of bossy, semi-bossy kind of ones. Yeah. Um, Well, right. Yeah. So yeah, those guys can level up, and they'll 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 get more. uh, You know, ships that start flying around with them. So the the longer they're alive, essentially, they they'll go kill stuff and they'll level up, and then. That's so. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't know. That's cool. Anyway. Yeah. Well, um, our guest from um, last month, um, Ashley, her game Jelly Flop, 
it has a really decent tutorial. But I mean, it's, yeah, it a, does. it's a much yeah. simpler game, so to speak. But and by the way, they just uh, surpassed one million downloads. Oh, yeah, so good for them. That. Yeah, on, the, really on Google Play. Yep. Yeah, and um, I know they came to the last meeting, and um, one of the gentlemen that works there, you know, we do our announcements and everything, and he's like, "Hey, everybody, we we're on um, Amazon. They were on the Amazon App Store." And me and Ashley, oh. I had a little chat with her about it because I'm like, oh, no, you're on the app store. And they instantly they got hit with like um, a lot of negative reviews. So I don't mm. know if you were following Twitter, but I tweeted like, hey, go and give them a good review because they right. they were down to like, you know, three star. And, the, and it was all on their policy, right? I, I mean, on their like privacy policies yeah. or whatever. Oh, and, and just be clear that they, they were a free app of the day. I don't know oh, if I had said that, but yeah, they were free app of the day. And the normal, like, one of the things I hate about that free app of the day thing, too, is is because I know we've talked at length about that. But, um, yeah, it's like swarms of people just come in, and no matter what you do, they just say the evil game developers and their evasive permissions, you know. Um, oh, right, right. Because, you know, and the game has legitimate reasons why it does what it does. And, it, and nefarious programs use the same ones, of course. Um, and it is smart to be smart about what you download and whatnot. But yeah, they got they were getting just bombarded with negative reviews. But on the positive side, they're now up to four stars on the Amazon on app market. So okay. I don't I, I want to talk to them sometime to find out how how they felt that process was because I don't think it's the first time they've done it. Actually, I think they had another game on there once. Oh okay, a card okay. a card game, but I I'm not sure. Anyway, you know, another uh, fun game. Oh, I don't know. They changed their front menu. <laughs> oh, okay. So the hats and the uh, ad-free thing are a little bit different now. Oh, okay. Um, and I don't only know this because I watched a video. That I'll, have to, I'll have to boot that up. Yeah. So I, I, it. I nerded it up and went through, got all, all three stars, so I'm just waiting for their expansion to come out so I can... Oh, no. Yeah, I've only gotten through the first couple worlds. They yeah. After you get through the first few, you you kind of fly through them because you you sort of got your oh you got the you got the game get on your, you know what to do. You get your mojo on, baby. Okay, I, I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> um, um, but yeah. All right. Oh, it's a really a really well done game. I'm really impressed with them, and I'm so happy that it's a Minnesota game that's doing well out there. Yeah, no kidding. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, we got to get our game out, man. I know. Well, we will. We shall. I mean, it's, it, it's perhaps it's been slow, but it's brewing and it's brewing well. Hey, Avon. Um, it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> have you played? Is it Bad Piggies? No, Bad I Piggies? haven't yet. No. So Bad Piggies is the um, kind of like the Angry Birds people, but it's the the other side of it, kind of a piggies thing. But yeah. but it's what it is. Is it's like say there's like a hill and there's a, a star you need to get. Mm-hmm. And what it has is it says, all right, you get two boxes and two wheels and a piggy. And your objective is with, with a little, say, like a, a four by eight grid, you have to put those boxes and wheels together in a way that will get the piggy to the star or the finish line. I think. Oh, okay. And so, um, you know, the first level, it's, it's one of those games that sort of trains you as you go. So the first level is two boxes, two wheels, and a piggy. There's really no other option for what you build. But eventually you'll get... Um, umbrellas and engines with wheels and 
like uh, balloons or so- soda, two-liter bottles that give you like jet propulsion oh, sure. really shortly. So it's actually pretty cute. It's sort of frustrating too because it's kind of like, well, I'll just randomly throw this together until I find whatever the right connection they want is. But as it goes sure, on, yeah. it becomes much more involved. Um, but my kids, they are like crazy addicted to the sandbox mode. So they play the game uh, so that they can unlock more things, I think. I don't know. I haven't gotten that far to do it on my phone. But they just build these crazy things with all the components. And then they launch it or explode it or whatever. And um, it's pretty neat. It's kind of neat. It's it, And it appears it's free. It is, yeah. I mean, it is. Ads, I believe. Okay, okay. And I don't know if it's got coins or something you can purchase in it i have to imagine it does i so i tend to taste games and not pay a whole lot of attention to those things sometimes gotcha i've actually been playing the angry bird star wars so that uh i completely ignored the bad piggies when it came out oh okay yeah i did the star wars thing too um man it's better than angry birds but it's still angry birds (laughs) (laughs) right I do like the, the, like, use the force as your bird flies in it or use the sword. It's, yeah, they, they, at least they, they changed up the, the, the thing. I mean, it still feels really similar to Angry Birds Space. I but, like um, Angry Birds Space. I don't know why I don't like Angry Birds. <laughs> it's, it's, ah, I don't know. There's just something, it, I get super frustrated having to try the level... Oh, right, yeah. Over and over and over with trying to hit it in the same spot so that I can get the third bird to do its thing or whatever. No, I hear you. Part of the problem, too, is me, is it's really hard for me to get a one-star level. Like, I can't, I gotta do better than one star. (laughs) I know, I I have to do the the three stars, too, which I just need to stop because it's sucking time that that could be, you know, put into Fireman Run. And and here I am trying to get a third star. Which, okay, so, so talk about distractions. And, and so Bad Piggies has this sandbox mode thing. And um, and I got sucked into this other game, and I believe I mentioned it last month, Kerbal Space Program, where you build rockets. Oh, yeah. So it's yep, like yep. this crazy build rockets physics game, and it's science-y rockets because you actually get into space and you get into orbit and land on the moon and whatnot. And so I was looking for some sort of fun games like that on the phone, and I couldn't really find any. Other, like bad piggies, but build rockets kind of idea. Mm-hmm. And so I made one. And my kids, it, they, it's like they're huge time suck. It's awesome watching them play this thing. So I you know, spent a couple nights and just made it so you could get a selection of like simple components, like a simple structure or a rocket engine, solid rocket booster, or a large rocket booster. And then you can just sort of connect them with little connection nodes. And you can make really elaborate, weird-looking ships with a relatively small amount of components. And they just, watching them play together, it's like, oh, yeah, well, I got 4,281 <laughs> meters maximum altitude. Oh, look at mine. I exploded. <laughs> and my one son figured out that if he drug the thing into the ground and then pushed play, it would do one of those, like, um, moments of impetus in physics that's, like, instant maximum force. And so it just throws him into space. Oh. <laughs> so he actually flips the integer. So it starts being negative oh. value. <laughs> it's pretty, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's fun. You flip the score. Yep. So like I've been making this just, you know, a couple nights, probably like three nights now. 
And because, um, cause, well, they're fueling the energy of, of it too, I'll admit. But uh, like I got home from work and they're playing it and they're like, dad, 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 look at this, look at this. And they show me this thing that's got like 40 rocket engines on it. And it's slowing their foam down because there's so much particles and stuff on it. And I'm like, cool, cool. And then, oh, well, look at this one. Watch this, it explodes and all this. And and my wife is like, what are they playing? And I'm like, oh, they're playing the game I made. And she's like, what? I thought that they got <laughs> they downloaded that. So I'm like, oh, well, thanks, hon. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So I'll have to, uh, I'll, I'll uh, put a link. I'll have a web version of that available soon. I'll put a link in the show notes when we publish this. I should put a Fireman Run version out there too. Oh yeah, yeah, Just for, absolutely. For levels. Why not? Yeah, why not? I don't care. It's not the finished product. Which you're gonna have to pay dollars for. That's right. At least one. All right. Well, I got, I had one other thing of interest actually, which is of interest to me, is that um, I showed my kids Blender. Have you ever uh, Blender? Right? Yes, yes, yes. I've been trying to learn it actually. And so it's sort of a nightmare at times, especially if you don't know a lot about computer graphics. Jumping into Blender, I think, could be really frustrating. Or yes, if you don't have anybody. Like, I think my kids would be lucky because I enjoy Blender and I know a lot about that stuff. So um, if they had a question or wanted to do something, I can help them. Um, so I showed them Blender. And I specifically showed them Blender and how you can make a cube look like a Minecraft cube. Right? Oh, okay. okay. So they ended up building these scenes <laughs> out, of, out of cubes that are like Minecraft worlds. It's, I mean, they're not really complicated, but... The fact that they, you know, spent an hour in Blender and figured out how to change textures around and move lights and it was pretty neat. Actually, That's cool. That is really cool. Should give them a little bit more instruction. I'm trying to get them to be a little bit more creative in their gameplay, and that's one of the benefits actually of Minecraft as a game is that it's sort of a creative outlet anyway. At least my opinion of it. You know, it's a Legos. Everybody loves Legos. Yeah, and that Minecraft is kind of legos so yeah that's about it what do you got lately tori anything we haven't touched yet talked about yet oh well um yeah so there's a couple i've been playing just little bits and pieces here and there um i've been stuck in audiobook world again oh Um, yeah you've been it's not spanish this time is it no 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 it's uh it's english so it's just like regular books that go up on audible or amazon or, or whatever um so, but that's been totally blasting me, and I got like it, totally overwhelmed last time. But it's um, um, it's instruction material stuff, right? It's not a fiction. Oh, it's just like, is it? It's yeah, it's fiction. It is. So just like yeah, just like books, books or whatever. What what was the story? Um, the one I'm reading right now is the Wars of the Green Berets, and that's actually I'm, I've got everything turned in, and I'm just doing like the, the stuff I screwed up. So. <laughs> oh, so they're called pickups. So that's what I'm going back through and fixing everything I screwed up. Basically, are they telling you the stuff you screwed up, or yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. You didn't yeah. call them like green barrettes the whole way through, did you? That would have been hilarious. <laughs> oh no, it's not. It's not pronounced barrettes. Oh crap. <laughs> it's, it's no, actually, the grand, well, grand barrettes. It's uh, yeah, <laughs> the grand barrettes. Well, 
and it's it's funny. Um, okay, here's a good question. Um, how would you how do you say this word? P L A G U E. Plague. That's how I say it too. Plague. But they yeah the Q A guy was like, he's like you 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 uh, pronounced it like P L A Y G U E. I'm like plague, and I went on to dictionary.com and the guy says plague. I'm like, <laughs> that is, that's what I'm saying. So. <laughs> how did he so say, like, say it plague he, well he did i guess he, yeah i guess he wants plague like plague but but i was like okay miriam miriam webster.com and dictionary.com both say plague in in under the pronunciation chart it's like p-l-a-y as an example so i'm like like oh i have to get back to him yet and be like but no seriously it says plague, plague. <laughs> i swear i'm right on this one but yeah, it's it's a, it's an interesting process. That's totally weird. Did it, I, uh, so my wife's sister's name is is clean, and it's what clean, C O L L E E N clean. Oh, okay. And so we were dating for years, me and my wife, and I was always calling her sister Col- Colleen. Yeah, which is Colleen, Col- Colleen. Yeah, and, and she's like, you say it wrong. I'm like, I do? And she's like, she'd say clean. And so literally now I call her sister clean. <laughs> Hi, clean. Like, clean. Like, I'm going to clean my room. That's that's yeah. her sister. Her sister is clean. <laughs> Which apparently is... How do you say it? How do you say clean? I, I guess... Well, because my wife's mom, her name is Colleen. So it's like C-O-L-E-E-N. But yours is just C-L-E-E-N, right? No, it's she's same spelling as far as I know. Maybe oh. C O L L E E N. I mean, it, no, her name well, is Colleen. Yeah, that's 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 how we pronounce her. We could pronounce it Colleen. Yeah, I'm like weird. I don't. Yeah, it was like really weird. But I also like when I was really young and playing um, Super Nintendo. Like, you ever played Monopoly on Super Nintendo? No, like I, I loved didn't. Monopoly on Super Nintendo when I was a kid. But it had this. Uh, one of the computer characters' names was Penelope, mm. right? And me being who I am, it, I pronounced it Penelope. Oh, sure, yep. So Penelope, it was Penelope's turn. <laughs> and it was like, this is still, it's Penelope. It's Penelope, you know, <laughs> Penelope. And so me and Gail were playing it one day. We were in high school together and stuff. We've been together a long time. Um, so we're playing it, and I said Penelope. Or not Penelope. Uh, no. Yeah, Penelope. The wrong way. Yeah. I just got turned around. And she's like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, Penelope. She's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's Penelope. And I'm like, oh! I know that <laughs> name. I've never heard of Penelope before. <laughs> anyway. Well, no, I, I had a similar thing. I was, I grew up in, in Bolivia. And um, we had come and came back. Uh, so obviously, so there's a lot of words I just never heard. We were coming back, and we were going through some store in, in the um, in the airport, and then there's those magazines on the cover, you know. And I was just reading the magazine titles. And I was like, "Oh, Cosmopolitan." <laughs> my mom just my mom started laughing. I'm like, "What? That's isn't that Cosmopolitan?" She's like, "No, it's Cosmopolitan." I'm like, "No, that's Cosmopolitan. That's how we would pronounce that in school." She's like, "No, that's Cosmopolitan." 
Okay. I'm pre- I'm pretty sure I could talk about this quite a bit longer, but I think we should yeah. move on back <laughs> into to the to back the, into games realm. Yeah. Games realm. Development realm. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So, um, so, oh yes. So, oh, there, there's one thing I want to hit really quick Four X. What does it stand for? Oh yes. It stands for explore, expand, exploit, and exterminate. Yes. So, yeah. So technically they're all E's, EXs, but they call them the four X games. Okay. Um, and, oh, and there is multiplayer for Drax operative and it's technically unlimited. You could probably ca- crash the server if you have a million people playing it on the same game, but. There's no built-in restriction to the number of people playing. Oh, no way. Um, anyway, but there's another game that uh, I've been playing, which is pretty fun, and it's called Don't Starve, which honestly is not not a very good title, although it is literally what you try to do in this game. And someone was playing it in my friends list on Steam, and I checked it out and looked really cool, so I downloaded it, and it is really, really cool. You know, I, I checked it out during the, the August sale. Did you get it during the sale? Because it was one of those. Yeah. Okay, yeah, now yeah. I feel like I missed it. Because <laughs> yeah. it's one of those ones I went, mm, nah. In, in, like, reading the description, honestly, it doesn't look that, doesn't sound that fun. But Yeah, I had a hard um, time with their video trying to understand what the gameplay actually was. I mean, I was intrigued yeah. by it because I like like the art of it, and it's like, it's sort of like paper cutouts in a three-dimensional sort of world. Yeah. At least in the, from what I remember from the, the video. Um, it looked interesting, and I, I'm pretty sure it's indie, which yeah, is a win yeah. for me. But, yeah, I mean, it just, I didn't know what you were supposed to do. So explain, because now, now that I've already felt like I'm missing out because you enjoy it. Oh, so yeah. there's, there's basically no story. So you just, you just wake up, and some demon popped you into this world. And you just have to survive. And you're going to die. Um, but you're just trying to survive as long as you can. And the, the, the fun part is the interactions that you do. Because you can really do different things. And so you just start out there. You got nothing. And so you just got to go and pick up some grass and like some flint. And in that way, it's very similar to Minecraft. In that you have to use the environment to make tools to keep making better tools to mining the environment essentially mm-hmm. although this one you're not you're not mining necessarily although you can mine um but then there's all these cool strange interactions that you run into too um but you you sort of you sort of set up your home base and then you you know you start moving further out in the world and kind of exploring and then you can actually randomize the game so that the the world completely changes again um but the other big thing that you can do is you can build like the science station and with the science station, you can make more advanced things mm-hmm. and eventually build like an alchemy kit. And um, But you get you get points for doing certain things and you can spend those points on these more advanced recipes. Um, but when you die, your points and any recipes you've unlocked carry through to the next game. So that's sort of, that, so that's sort of how it works. Um, but the, the thing I like about it so much is that you fear the night because the night... Um, the bad creatures come out. If you don't have a fire, you actually will get killed um, okay. by some strange thing. And it gets completely pitch black if you don't have any fire. So you run out, try to do stuff in, during the day, try to find ways to keep yourself fed, like trapping animals or growing seeds or um, picking berries. so or stuff much like, like Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, but it, it doesn't feel the same way. It doesn't feel the same way. But then, but then, like I said, strange things start happening. So if you... You have to cut down trees if you want to, you know, build stuff. 
Um, but I was just chopping down trees. And, and by the way, I plant a lot of stuff around around my base um, and that I still start making. And I was chopping trees, and all of a sudden, this tree just turned into this huge tree and just destroyed me. And I was like, what? So all these weird little things just happen, and that's what's so cool. Cool. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. intrigued. I mean, that I definitely did not get that out of the trailer. Like, I was trying to quick understand what the gameplay of the game was, and it was... I was a little confused. This sounds like the, something pretty interesting, though. It is. And by the way, um, I'll let you know this because it took me a while to figure it out. You need poop so that you can fertilize your fields. Oh, fun. And you get poop by finding the pigmen and feeding them berries. Okay. And only ba- only berries make them poop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think you just sold my kids this game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so but and if you feed them monster meat, sometimes they can turn into werewolves. So oh yeah, this is careful. definitely a, like a exploration and experimentation yeah. game. That's sort of like yeah, okay, because because the the Minecraft sell to me was that at it gets dark at night and then that's when the baddies come out. You better be ready. yeah, right? yeah, and then you get to the point when you play that game that you don't care about night so much anymore. You know, that's just you don't go around at night or you mine or you're ready to go. You know. Right. All right. Don't starve. Sounds good. Yeah. And and oh, and by the way, you can un- you unlock different characters. Um, the more experience you've gotten, essentially. Mm-hmm. And the first guy can shave, and you can use his shavings to do stuff. And the the next person um can light fires at night, and doesn't take fire damage. And the next person gets visited by ghosts at night. So they have these kind of strange little abilities that affect the game. So it's yeah, it's cool. And the the developers seem to be very keen on listening to the community because they keep putting more stuff out. So in the time I've had it, they've had two major updates and really, really fixed stuff. So, Awesome. No, yeah. I'm totally interested. So I recommend the game. Yeah, yeah. Dang it. Now I feel like I totally missed out because it, it, it's one of those games that it recommends to me. And it, it's relatively new, too. Like, I think it came yeah. out, like not too long ago. Well, it's still the it's still in the alpha slash beta state even. Really? It's not even. Yeah. I wonder if it's one of those games that just kind of always stays there. I think it probably will be. But I know it just had another major update. All right. I gotta put it in my wish list or whatever it's called. Uh. Don't starve. <laughs> oh, it's twelve bucks. Ouch. It's worth it though. Right, and it's the, on the, sale price. The developer's done good. All right, cool. I'll uh, add it. Hey, any listeners that want to buy me a gift? No, I'm just kidding. Do not. <laughs> any listeners never, ever buy me a gift. That is inappropriate. Um, just saying. That's my opinion. You don't have to. You could just text me and say, hey, I wanted to buy you a gift, but I'm not because you said you hate that. And I'd be like, you're right. Thank you. Enough. I'll accept gifts, though. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, send them to Tori. Tori will definitely yeah. take them. Um, hey, okay, a couple things. Um, Knights of Pen and Paper, you bastard. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, my God, you bastard. So did you beat that game? Um. Yes. Did you fight your mom? My mom? You didn't no. fight your mom? No, I fought some uh, magician in black. Okay. So if you, you know that, that town up in the top left, that's $200 to go to? Uh, is that, is that the, like the chromatic town? 
it I don't I don't know, but you end up fighting a woman with a rolling pin and she just kills you. That's your You know what? I, I think there's different environments in that game. Well, it's like you have to fight a whole bunch of dragons. And once you beat the dragons, oh, there's like Okay, yeah. I haven't beat the dragons. Okay. So you beat the dragons and I guess there's this I haven't seen them, my buddy was telling me about it. And um up in the corner, I guess, there's something you touch on and it actually ends up you have to fight your mom in the real world. <laughs> and she's got a bowling pin, and I guess you just lose. That's awesome. Yeah, so, I don't know. Damn it, you bastard, because that game, oh, my God. That was some nights there that was just gone because of that stupid thing. Um, Like, the game design of it, what did you think? You know, they they did a really good job on making that for mobile. That's That's hard. Doing an RPG is hard for mobile. They did it. It is a really neat game, but their money system is completely broken. I think. Like how so? Like you don't earn enough money to do stuff and just play the game. You know what I mean? It's obviously built so that you'd buy coins, right? But you couldn't on Google Play. You just couldn't. Right. You. You know what though? If if you fight more monsters at a time, you get a lot more money. Yes, you do. But it's still like. Um, not enough. Like if you want to upgrade everything and buy r- rings and oh, gotcha. and everything, like you can't really sure. do all of that. Yeah, and the fact that you already paid for it is kind of lame. And plus, like, say you go back to your your normal town, you know, like and you'd fight, say, eight rats or not eight rats, five rats, right? Mm-hmm. Normally, you'd get twelve dollars. Well, if you go back to that town and fight twelve rats, you'll get zero dollars mm-hmm. when you're high level. Oh, really? Oh, okay. You'd get like your 100 experience points and no money. So you could eventually get into places where you can't do anything because you can't pay to travel. Anyway, totally sidetracked there with with, um, (laughs) with Knights of Pen and Paper, but I wanted to mention it because I sucked a lot of time out of my life. And then the one other thing was uh, my coworker showed me Bowling Dead today. Bowling Dead. (laughs) Which is only on iOS. Oh, gotcha. But the intro is stellar. Like, it's stellar. And it's funny, too, because my friend is like, yeah, I haven't really played the game. I just want to watch the intro over and over. (laughs) (laughs) It's hilarious. It basically, it starts out with um, headshots don't matter. Mm. It turns out the first ones to go were the gun fanatics. (laughs) (laughs) And the army. Yeah. And so then this guy, it's a bowling game where you bowl for zombies, which is just brilliant. Um, but his explanation of why bowling pin, bowling balls work is, is yeah. Anyway, so I'm gonna have to. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm hoping that it comes to um, Google because oh I should just play it on my my iPhone, my my wife's iPhone. Anyway, yes. Anything else, Tori? We've been talking a lot about what we uh, we've been up to, but got anything yeah, you're else right. interesting? Okay, so. One other thing, actually, I was thinking about. Actually, I picked up Mirror's Edge a long time ago, and that's actually, it's a. If anybody's played it, they probably have. But if anybody's played it, it's sort of one of those parkour games where, much like Assassin's Creed, where you use the environment to jump all over the place and grab stuff, and it's supposed to be very fluid, and it and it is, and it's a cool game. But um, this comes to a very interesting, important split in the world between people that have a controller, usually people on consoles, but not necessarily, mm-hmm. versus people that use keyboards and mouse. And I'm a keyboard and mouse person, and I 
I wanted to. I tried switching over because I've got an Xbox 360 controller for my um, for my computer for basically for platformers or like driving games. Mm-hmm. Um, but I switched over to this because I was like, you know, I I love to have the controller movement, um, but the the looking I just can't look. I cannot look. I like the, I like the problem is the look. Okay. Yeah. All right. And well, like I love the movement, but okay. Uh, so Mirror's Edge, great game. Love that game. Played it on Xbox. Um, and I used to be a, a keyboard mouse guy, but once I started playing Xbox and PlayStation Two and stuff, like I need a controller now. Even if I play shooters on my PC, I need to do it with a controller. Um, wow. Yeah, I cannot. I cannot enjoy myself with the mouse. I feel like I'm never. Like, you know how like when you go to spin, maybe it's the settings. Like it doesn't never feels right. Like I'm feel like I'm always dragging the mouse and then lifting it and dragging it again to spin oh, around. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Um, and my last experience was um, Far Cry Two. Like I bought that actually last like Steam sale and almost a year ago because I really loved Far Cry Two on console and it was on sale, so I bought it on on my PC thinking it'd be fun to start start over. Mm-hmm. And so I started playing it on the PC and I'm like, well, I should do this with keyboard and mouse because people like you say that, that first person shooters and games like that are much better with keyboard and mouse. And, um, I hated it because it only has one analog. So you have the analog oh. of the mouse, right? But then you're like, if you're doing was or arrows, it's not analog, so you can't go slow or, you know what I mean? I think you can go slow yeah. by holding shift or something or whatever, right? Yeah. There's ways like that. But when you drive, the mouse right. yeah. was for look, like your head turning. And to drive, it was the keyboard. So literally, I would like zigzag on roads because there was no like yeah. just kind of turn. I was like, how do people like really, like, I don't know. Like I, I know that it's really hard. It was hard for me to get used to the. You saying the look is really interesting because the first times I played, like that three dimensional camera around your person. Mm-hmm. I guess in Mirror's Edge you don't see yourself, do you? No. Um. The first one I played was Max Payne Two. On PlayStation Two, and I had a horrible time with it to the point mm. where I hated the game because I could not get the <laughs> I couldn't get that camera right. Gotcha. Right. Where it's the second yeah. control, I couldn't get it right. But I'm trying to think of the the look as being a problem with the first person with with the controller. Well, and like in Mirror's Edge, I I got to this point where I had to fight these dudes, and like you couldn't avoid them, you had to fight them. So, and I'd I'd switch the controller maybe like you know 15 minutes before that or something like that, and they just keep beating the crap out of me. And I was like, God, this is a hard game because. Yeah, you know, whatever. And so finally I was like, screw it. I'm just going to go back to the mouse. And I beat him like without taking a hit. Oh, there you go. And and I was like, ah, I don't know. I just, yeah, I just, I, I lose so much, um, I don't know, what, what do you call it? precision when I when I go to the controller. But I love the movement of the left analog stick a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't like, I mean, WASD for walking isn't fun. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. It's sort of funny, like, I'm doing a little bit of, like, internal perspective right now, looking at myself, and, like, because I said earlier how I hate platformers. This was mm-hmm. before we started recording. Um, I hate puzzle platformers, generally, but Mirror's Edge, I really enjoyed, and it is very much sort of a puzzle platformer. But the yeah. But the fun parts of that game, 
there are no bad guys around. Or if there are, yeah, yeah. it's um, like a timing thing. Yeah. Where you... They're almost, they almost turn into obstacles. They're just... They are obstacles, yeah. And, you know, yeah. there are times where you're going to get spotted. You just have to do the running right. Yeah. That's, I found that really interesting. And in that case, it was like, sort of like get from this rooftop to the other rooftop, right? And, right. but there'd be, you know, sort of like in a town, like you want to get from one place to another place, but you could take any number of routes, right? Yeah. Mirror's yeah. Edge is a lot like that. Now there's a lot of places where it's like, not like that. Like you have to get to that door, but how you get to that door is very parkour. And like, I'm going to slide under this pipe this time instead of jump over it. Yeah. You know, it was, I, oh, yeah. I really enjoyed that elements of it. And you uh, get, yeah, you get such a, and the, the audio is so well done in that game. It and, um, feels really good. Yeah. It, the, and, it's very fluid. Yeah. The, I love that fluidity. You almost feel like you're sort of become a liquid almost. And you're just kind of just, you know, when it, when it goes right, when it goes wrong, you smack yourself into a wall. But, um, yeah, that I, yeah, that fluidity is just great. I'll, that and Assassin's Creed are the only two games that I've felt that way before. You know, that's a good, that's a good way to put that because you're right. Um, okay, it's funny because um, Mirror's Edge and Dead Space um, were two games that EA made, and that's their original IP. If you think of that, that EA, yeah. Who's EA? EA. EA. Oh, EA. I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, because well, when, when um, the the technical artist, I can't remember her name right now. I'm sorry, but uh, San, San, Sandra. Sandra. Yep. Um, she came and gave her original Dead Space talk, and she was talking about Mirror's Edge and Dead Space, and they were two games that they decided to make as their own IP, original IP, and you know, actually make the game and publish it under under EA. Well, DICE made Mirror's Edge. Oh. They made Battlefield 3. But they, they may have, like, come up... They may have come up with the, the IP and then given it to the developer and said, you make this or something like that, which is possible. Oh, my... I but, hope... I wonder if I'm completely confusing it. But it did come out through it through EA, though. what I said just in case. Um... Yeah, no, I like Mirror's Edge, but there will not be a Mirror's Edge 2, unfortunately. At least not anytime soon, because they closed that studio that did that one specifically. I heard, I heard though, that it might... I hope. Oh, I swear there's been news, though. Hold on. I swear I saw something in the Twitter sphere about it. All right, I shouldn't be checking, but I'm checking, because... No, please check, because I want to know. And, and I don't think it sold amazingly well. No, it didn't do great. But it's got that, like, love about it. So putting the Assassin's Creed thing to it, and that's exactly why I liked Assassin's Creed, like the very first one, is because you'd get into these run races with guys chasing you, and you'd go all parkour. Parkour? Parkour? And, parkour, yeah. and you could choose the things you wanted to try to do. So I'm going to try yeah. to run this up this wall, and then I'm going to jump over to that building. And it was really fun in, the, in that respect, I thought. in oh. and, and- they both did a good job of making it feel somewhat organic. It, I mean, granted, Mirror's Edge highlights stuff in red, but it, it, um, it feeling somewhat organic that you start recognizing what I can run and jump on, but it doesn't like completely jump out of the world saying there's no reason for this here. It, it sort of makes sense that you're 
you know, you can keep working or keep, keep hardcoring in this area. You recognize what you can use and not use. Yes. Well, actually the, the artistic style of that game, I thought is one of the things I loved about it. Cause yeah, yeah. it's very like, white and the things that you can do something with are red or whatever but i'm like you know i i actually really enjoyed this sort of stark style i thought it was very really cool and it worked for the game but the oh the only thing that i don't like though it are the intro comics oh you don't like uh, the... Or, or the, the in between no because it, it's so different from the um the game. Yeah, they do seem in contrast. It, um, and I can I can define them real quick. If you've ever seen the like insurance ads, mm-hmm. um, there it's got this um, solid shaped colored people with hard corners, right? And it's animated. Yeah, yeah. Insurance ads used. Um, I almost wonder if it's not the same studio that did the those things because they look very very similar. So. Well, and the funny thing, I think what throws me off a bit is that even though it's somewhat realistic, the actual gameplay is somewhat stylized. Mm-hmm. So, but but it looks so cool yeah. that I want to see that for the the cinematics. So I I like I'm always disappointed when I see the cinematics because I'm like the game looks cooler than the cinematics. So don't don't do that. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mirror's Edge is in works at Swedish Battlefield Studio Dice. No as of way. November November twenty first. Well, rock on! I like yeah. that because I enjoyed Mirror's Edge a lot. All it right. is. I, I don't know. Like the controller versus keyboard mouse thing is. I I still prefer the controller. Well, and and I've actually seen a couple um sort of hybrids out there, where there's like a an analog stick for your thumb on this little keypad. But none of them felt very comfortable. To, comfortable to me and none of them had enough buttons so um uh skyrim yeah so yeah um i i just ordered it it's coming in the mail i, I oh. decided to get the disc for my xbox i don't you haven't started playing it yet no uh, i haven't um i have so many steam games man i feel really guilty yeah. getting much <laughs> unless i'm really excited about it like I was yeah. with uh, Borderlands 2 or whatever. But um, so I ordered it. It's coming in the mail. And my, my friend at work, he has it on PC and we've talked about it. And I'm bringing it up because um, it's got this keyboard mouse versus controller kind of thing. And mm-hmm. my friend likes his controller. He, he he likes the sticks and controls of moving around. on a, Like if you're running around a world, just running around a world, mm-hmm. it's kind of nice to do it with a controller, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um. But in the case of Skyrim, right, like, and I know you played it on PC, mm-hmm. is that, like, you would quick key all these spells and stuff if you're a mage or something, right? So you'd, like, cast, yeah. you know, all these buffs on yourself of armor and whatnot when you start a fight. And this is really great if you're keyboard and mouse. But if you're using the controller, you can't also use the keyboard. Right. And he says, that's like, why not? <laughs> like, why can't you have both? Because it'd be really great to be able to to play with the controller for that stuff and then just hit those quick keys when you want. Because he said it was, it was really difficult to play a magic player 
the way you oh, want yeah. to with a controller yeah. when you've got like say a bunch of buffs that you want to do before you fight. But in order to do it on the Xbox, you got to go and then configure all your buttons, and yeah. then you're constantly pausing gameplay to go and select a different spell. Yeah. You know, when you'd normally just hit a quick key on your keyboard or something. I've actually played. Um, speaking to that, I actually played a couple games where uh, I used a controller in one in one hand and I used my mouse in the other, and um, because I just needed, uh, they were like sort of like twin stick shooters. And uh, like on the PC. Oh, okay. And I still that precision in the mouse just works so much better. But I needed to move with with a controller. So I, I I'm I'm seeking. I'm trying to find that medium, but I just haven't found it yet. Yeah. I wanted to want it to be there. Who was I talking to the other day? So, uh, Drox operative. When you push forward, it means your vehicle will fly forward. Right. Um. Yeah. I I I use I just I don't you can use the WASD, but I I just use the mouse. Oh, you can so I don't, even, with I don't the even remember. Yeah, you just click. Oh, really? And it yeah. goes? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm always WASD. Interesting. Okay, never mind then. Um no, I was playing a game demo with somebody and I was complaining at them that their ship movement didn't do that where it went forward. <laughs> and they're like no games do that. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, what? He's like, a lot of games do that, like tank style movement. You mean? Yeah, where it's forward. You're always in respect to the vehicle with its yeah, left yeah. and right turning and forward motion. Not world space. World space is really weird to me. Like, I have a real hard time if, like, if I want that tank to go up, but it's pointing down, I push up. You know, because I'm like, yeah, that's me. I don't know. Anyway, I suppose we should talk about like. What happened in November's meetings and stuff? You want to do that? Yeah, what what did happen in November's meeting? Um, well, I did want to mention one thing, which was sort of unique. Um, and what's also awesome is that at the beginning of this meeting, the toys came out. <laughs> um, yeah, so, like, uh, the, the, pres- the what, what does Zach call him? The, not the main presenter, but the... Member, member project, project? Yeah. um so he brought out his or ball i think it's called it's a little bluetooth controlled just a ball that drives around and by and after like five minutes there was three of them driving around oh yeah yeah you know, they ended up playing a game together and it was it was pretty interesting um to see these little toys that came out and uh well it was funny because i got there a little bit late and i walked in and there's these these like flashing balls just f- driving around on the on the floor, and these guys just smiling with glee. And oh, I walked yeah. in like, "Yep, I'm at the IGDATC." You know why they were smiling with glee? It's because they've never played with anybody else that has one too. <laughs> oh, gotcha. <laughs> I bet you. Also, that wasn't one person that brought three. There was no, two other people. Three that different... had... Oh, gotcha. Yeah, because that's the awesome. One guy pulled it out, and then um, Martin Gritter he pulled out his, which maybe we should mention Martin because you just. He just published a game that has sounds you did in that one, too. Yeah, yeah. She put a shout-out to, what was it, Citro? Oppa Citrus. Oppa Citrus, there yeah. we go. iOS only. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's another game. You should check it out. Totally check it out. It's called Oppa Citrus. And just a nice little shout-out. I did all the sounds in that game using only citrus fruit. So I... <laughs> I remember you posted a picture of 
of like a bag of oranges or something. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And you wouldn't tell me what it was for. <laughs> that was that was a lot of fun though. That's cool. And uh, and I did I I did music track to it for it too. Um, awesome. But yeah, it's a, it's a fun game. So check it out. Hey, uh, he he brought his balls. No, uh, one sound thing quick because oh yeah, um, Hitchcock. Hitchcock is in the filmmaking thing. You know me. I like movies. I like the art of that stuff. Do you know how he did the sounds for Psycho with the stabbing? Uh, watermelon? Was it a watermelon? I don't remember what fruit it was, so. but he had a table of fruit and he just went down stabbing them until he picked the one he liked. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, that one. I thought it was cantaloupe, but I don't remember. Oh, it might have been. might have been. I'm hoping that this Hitchcock movie that they're making, you know, they're making a Hitchcock oh, movie. Yes, yep. I'm yes. hoping that they do that, that they really, that they kind of give some of that stuff about it. Because the, the like, it was black and white, so the blood that went down the drain wasn't red. You know, it was, oh, it gotcha. was like chocolate or something. And, oh, sure. you know, he was a brilliant man when it comes to movies. Anyway, I just thought you'd like that little bit of sound. No, that is cool. That I is have really... in my head. Yeah. Um, yeah, toys came out. Yeah, let's go back to the November meeting. So after the toys came out, uh, the meeting started. <laughs> and... Um, it started with uh, Joel, who, um, oh my gosh, I don't know his last name, so I'm just going to say Joel from Canopy. Joel, yeah. <laughs> Joel, he works at Canopy, um, who also just released like a product that you can buy now. It's an iPhone touch thing. But he wasn't really talking about that. He was talking about his game um, that he made during Let Em Dare, which um, he made for, his I- for iPad which kind of like actually kind of got him out of the let him dare thing. Cause nobody could play it, but he, uh-huh. he demoed it. It's called, um, well, the theme of let him dare. I'm, I'm assuming people know what let him dare is. It's a, like a weekend jam, but it's kind of like an individual jam. Like you don't actually team up normally. Yeah. Uh, there is a team version of it, of course, but it's kind of not necessarily that. And canopy had hosted and by Joel's, um, assistant had hosted uh, a part of the let them dare jam at, at canopy. And, um, so he presented his game that he had made called that, that he called a uh, geo geo evolve, geo evolve. The, the theme of the let them dare was evolve evolution. And so his game was, um, he actually didn't do anything of it the night that I was at the jam, but, um, Geovolve? How do you? Say yeah, Geovolve. I think Geovolve. So. Geovolve. It, I would play it. It's really I can't explain it other than that it's like vector art and you sort of like um are trying to collect um geometry or hit geometry to bounce around a lot more. Yeah. Yep. It looks it looks interesting. I wanted to play yeah. it at the bar and I totally got distracted by his toys that he pulled out at the bar <laughs> at afterwards. Well, okay. Now, doesn't he actually work for the company that makes some of those toys or something like that? Okay. So he works at Canopy and Canopy is, um, it's one of those Minnesota startups. I think that's relatively new. He like, Oh, what's the name of the, the company? Code Inversion is like him. Mm. I believe that's him. Like in his, you know, hobby life or 
previous life, or that's just what he kind of calls the stuff he does on the side. I think. I don't know for sure. But he works at Canopy, and Canopy um, is like a new startup sort of company, and they're making a piece of hardware that goes with your phone and would be like touch sensitivity on the back of your phone. And I might be completely underselling it, but I, I believe that's what it is. So, for instance, you'd get touch input on the back of your phone, so you don't actually have to touch your phone. The face gotcha, gotcha. Which I think is kind of interesting. So, and they're they were doing a lot of um, like developer coordination with you know trying to find developers that would want to develop with them and stuff. And I know that the like maybe it's just pre-orders opened up or something like that. I can't remember. Because I know I was talking to him a little bit about uh, yeah, it's called Census. Is the name of the device that they made. And it's a premium protective case for iPhone 4 4S. Capacitive touch sensor on the back edge of since this gives you fun, exciting ways to interact with games, utilities, and other apps. It's a it's it's a it's a protective case, but they call it a smart case. So I, I don't want to get into that a whole bunch because I don't have an iPhone and I don't know. And my opinions are um, distorted for things like this <laughs> <laughs> because iPhone is a is a thing that I don't completely understand. But um, I think that they'll actually have some success with that. I don't. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, Joel had a presentation about completely unrelated to that. <laughs> Although he did mention it, I believe. Because he had just come back from GDC online where they were um, uh, had a table and stuff. I believe. I think. It's so weird that they went to GDC online and they actually went somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it seems, seems counterintuitive, but it happened. Um, and before we go on to like what the main presentation was, um, I, I wanted to mention that 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 you know went to the to the we go, usually go to um the bar afterwards for a drink and you know talk with nerd talk um and Joel went and I sat next to him at the bar and he ended up pulling out this other device there that's um one of his other toys that he has which I can't remember what it, I think it's called like link or something but it's this little two camera bar thing that lets you do finger movements in front of the like oh, over cool. a pretend keyboard but you could do all sorts of neat stuff with it it's kind of neat but it totally distracted me, and I didn't get to play Geo. Geo, <laughs> I totally forgot to ask. So anyway. that's cool. It's it's cool to have tech tech stuff like that in Minnesota. I love that. Yeah, yeah, very cool. I'd uh, I'd love to get in on some of that stuff. It'd be neat. So should we jump into the main section here? Yeah. So the I was actually really interested in. In the main presenters, which are which was two nerdery uh, gentlemen, um, Kevin Moot and and Scott Bromander, they work at the nerdery and they had done a presentation at at GDC about um, and they <laughs> they I don't know if you noticed this but they their their title was creatively bypassing the limitations of HTML5 as a mm -hmm. gaming platform, mm -hmm. 
and that that's a that's a lot of words <laughs> right <laughs> and so i made the post and the announcements uh for the meeting and i summed it up as html as a gaming platform html5 and so they kind of knocked it about how it wasn't really what they were talking about <laughs> they were talking about creatively bypassing the limitations of html5 as a gaming platform um but anyway <laughs> I was interested because HTML5 is something I know a few people in the in the group are like proactive about, and you know it's an interesting technology. And, and I'm really biased against web stuff because I get super frustrated trying to make web pages mm-hmm. and, and stuff because it's never the same across browsers and stuff. It just feels really annoying, yeah. right? And it's even you know at my workplace, um, I need three different browsers to do different things, just because. Well, one, I guess I don't need Chrome. I just like Chrome. But in order to do anything through internal, I have to have Internet Explorer. Yeah. But um, b- before I really give my opinion, what did you think? What did you think of the HTML5 talks and stuff? I mean, was it like... Because it got kind of detailed and like... I'm, I'm curious from you and your, your sound aspect. What, did you, what was your general feeling about using it or that? Well, I, I found it was, was pretty interesting, but I was also still somewhat frustrated with HTML because, I mean, granted, I didn't know too much about it, but I remember hearing HTML even before the stock saying, hey, we got audio and it's going to be awesome. And then um, and you get to it and it's like, you still got to do a lot of mumbo jumbo to uh, make audio work or make video work. It's still so much based on the browser and what the browser wanted to accept. Yeah, So yeah, yeah. So... It, it it seems like you can do a lot of neat stuff, but as soon as you want to do it on, like as a web thing for everybody in every browser, like you have to give up all sorts of things if you want it to be, yeah. And one of those is sound, at least sound in a in a good way. Yeah, like if you want to do, like I, I'm I'm guessing there's going to have to be an HTML six that just says seriously, okay, if you want to do HTML six, you're going to do this. <laughs> Because it's so... It's really, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, I hate to say it, but the end conclusion I came after their presentation is I am going to stay away from that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it sounded like a heck of a lot of frustration. And so so one of the things that they presented, and which was really interesting with that, is is how one browser will allow something, but another browser won't, right? Yeah. And so if you want to do 3D through a web page, for instance, sure, you can do it. But if you're not using the hardware you know, your graphics card and you can't get yeah. to the graphics card. Yeah. You can do it in software, but that's an extreme performance. Yeah. And so I'm like, Oh, it almost makes you, well then. Okay. So you just, in my, my world is like, as soon as you ask somebody to install a, a plugin or yeah. something, it's yeah. kind of over. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people don't anymore. Yeah. Like I'm really wary. I, in fact, I'll go to websites and won't see stuff because I'm like, no, I'm not going to install whatever weird, player yeah. you have um i mean there's a couple you can get away with obviously flash but there's just, there's not many flash and you know like if it's a pdf or something like that yeah. it's probably okay i think most people probably have that but even silverlight maybe oh maybe yeah <laughs> maybe they you've probably been duped into it by one way or another through your microsoft stuff so yeah well netflix is silverlight so yeah it's the only one i know of too i think Anyway, um, but they, 
their presentation with regards to HTML5 was kind of about not having to do plugins, right? Because you don't want to. Yeah. Pick... Yeah. But yet they always said that if you're willing to do a plugin, you can do this and it'll bypass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, ah, uh, I was really hoping for like that, that HTML5 could be something that I would go home and like actually try and like it's yeah. interesting and it, no, it feels exactly like making web pages, which I quit doing years ago because it got really frustrating. But they, I will say that the demo that they, they put out was really, really impressive. You think so? The little game yeah. thing? The fact that it was yeah. the browser. The, yeah. The, 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 the problem with it was that it only ran in Chrome. Right. I mean, uh, which and, is sort of and, moot against their point, I thought. But the fact that they were able to do it in Chrome yeah. and stuff, I thought was really neat. That's well, and it's so funny because Chrome just blasted everybody out of the water. Like, yeah, we can do it. Yep, we can do it. Yep, we can do it. And the, the, Chrome the, the positive thing is that... OS. Yeah, it's not... And the positive thing is that Chrome is the most used OS in the world now. So um, even though you wouldn't think that if you worked at any company, but um, so... Yeah, you know what? It, I, I actually hated Chrome when I first started using it. Oh, really? Yeah. I, well, actually, I tried it because everybody was talking big stuff about it. And then mm. I ended up hating it. I don't I don't know why. I was, like, into Firefox at the time. Oh, gotcha. And then I tried it again um, at work um, because Firefox was causing a problem with something. Like, my computers at work are really off. Like, things just... There's a lot of weird web stuff that they do. And so I tried Chrome, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is awesome. Yeah. Like, I really like... Chrome. I'm really super duper impressed with it. Yeah, me too. It's so sleek and light and fast. Yeah, it's nice. Well, it. Yeah, <laughs> it's just brilliant. There's so many. And if smart it crashes, it says "Oh snap!" And that's the best part. It does say "Oh so, snap." Even if it crashes, you're like, "Oh wow, that's kind of cute." You know, it's the it's the littlest things because it knows. Like, you click on a link, you right click on it, it gives you every option you might want, yeah. including yeah. copy this link. Yeah. Which, like, you can't even do that in Internet Explorer. Or you couldn't back when I used Internet Explorer, right? Like, you would have to go to the website and then copy the link and stuff like that. But it's it's just so smart. And, like, if you accidentally close the tab, like, you, if you're like me, I'll just accidentally hit the X on it, right? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. If yeah, you, reopen, close tab. Yeah. Reopen, close tabs. And if you do that, it opens up your entire history of that tab. It's awesome. Yeah. So you can go back. You can and if you you can duplicate a tab you have currently and it will have the whole yeah. history of that tab. So you could go back in that like say you did a Google search and you had something and you duplicated that tab and then you hit back. You'd go back to the Google search or whatever. It's it's neat. And it's got its own task manager. Yeah, it's it does. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And and uh Hackers, please don't come after me. But I, I haven't run antivirus for two years since this, two or three years since I started using Chrome, and I haven't gotten a virus. So oh, I, I run now. Gr granted, I, I, you know, stay away from sites that would give me bugs. But uh, <laughs> that's uh, I'm, I'm sure I've. You can almost, you know, whatever. You're always open to to st stuff, so it's pretty secure. You know what? I found that the most annoyance that I've gotten have been from things that I've purposely downloaded and installed, which oh sure were because I was confused by the website. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and case in point for my kids, they want to do like a Minecraft skin or something, right? Mm-hmm. So you go to one of these sites that links to a Minecraft skin and it's, it's made by somebody that needs a place to upload their file. So they go to one of these, oh, okay. right? And it's full of ads and every ad is download now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so you click on that and you get something you don't want. <laughs> yeah. But it's something, you know, junky, full of gosh knows what. Yeah. That's, yeah. I, that's why Chrome is mandated on all my kids' computers and um, <laughs> and Adblock is installed. Yeah. No, that, absolutely. Anyway, creatively bypassing the limitations of HTML5 as a gaming platform. But uh, I think they have that presentation up somewhere. Um, and I'm, But I'm supremely glad that they did that because that needs to be done so that we can see what's possible and also where we need to get to. Because I have to think that eventually it's almost everything is going to be browser based somehow. We're not there. We are not there yet. But that's I, I just I just feel like that's where it's going to be eventually. Everything's going to happen on the browser. Yeah. Because our computer will just be a browser. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, if you think about like what uh, Chromebooks are, have you seen Chromebooks? They're lap little no. netbook kind of PCs that are all they run is Chrome. Yeah, I mean, I've, I, I've I've heard of them. I just haven't actually physically. Yeah, I've never seen, seen them before. either. But I mean, that they're literally running Chrome. I mean, Chrome is an OS. It's yeah, it's nuts. And I totally agree with you. It's like, um, I, I'm one of those people that feels that eventually, like the hardware will become free. Mm. It's the mm. hardware isn't isn't a big deal. It's the stuff you get on it. That's what you pay money for. And it used to not really be that way and if and sort of the funny thing about it is and sort of slaps my idea in the face is that apple like the biggest company in the world kind of thing Mm -hmm. um they are a hardware company yeah yeah that's true yeah although they probably do they make most of their money from the app store now though no or is it still from the sales of hardware it's hardware Oh, wow. Yeah, it's weird. You wouldn't think it, but but the app sales is like a margin fraction compared to the hardware. Oh, wow. Because, um, I mean, if you think, look at the prices of their stuff. <laughs> they, have, yeah. they have premium hardware. I totally give them that. Their stuff is good. Your stuff is good. And it's nice that the market isn't so fragmented and strange and all over the place, right? But there's definitely a cost to that. Yeah. There's definitely a cost to it. And um, they make good hardware, but they make you pay for it, too. I wonder what the markup is on their stuff. Oh, I'm betting it's high. I, <laughs> I think um, a lot of, in other cases, like, okay, so Kindle Fires, for instance, right? You buy Kindle Fire, they, they sell it at a loss. Yeah. But they know that if they sell 10 of them, you know, it's very high likelihood that those people will go and buy something off of Amazon. And that's where they make their money. Yeah. Because that's where yeah. they see the future, is that it's not about the hardware. It's about buying things through it. And I think if they could really justify it, they would give everybody Kindles for free. That's probably true. Yeah. Because that makes the most sense, don't you think? Just, uh, yeah, I suppose if you, could, if you have enough money up front that you can afford to go out that far, uh, um, where eventually enough people will buy it where you make it back, yeah, that makes sense. You almost feel like you, there'll be something where, like, you'll get a Kindle Fire for free if, like, the old CD things, 
Remember the CD yep. things you'd get in yep. the mail? BMG or Columbia House? Yeah, yeah. where you'd get 48 CDs free as yeah. long as you sign <laughs> yeah. up and pay $22 a disc. Yeah. You know, yeah. for two. Weeks. I mean, that's that's a cell phone subscription, basically. I mean, you can, um, you can get a lot of phones for free. Yep. I think that, and, uh, that those things will happen where you'll have to buy two books a month or two yeah. something a month or something like there's got to be something that they could yeah you're probably right anywho also you can watch html5 stuff on your mobile device so but and i will just say i think at least at html took a night a good step in that they're they're they recognized hey browsers aren't just it's not just about looking at websites people want to do a lot more fancy stuff with it so at least html took a good step um, wasn't big enough, but it took a, took a good step in saying, this is what we want to be able to do. Okay, not a, I guess everybody's not on board, but this is what we want to be able to do. Hopefully, HTML6 will will make the... I don't know, it almost feels like HTML5 is like 95 to Windows 98. It's like a, like first step. a strangely dramatic improvement kind of thing, but still yeah, the same. Like, well, no, like I, I feel like it's... Oh, I, I said that wrong. I feel like it's it's ninety five. Like it's like they they took a a really big step, but just didn't it didn't all come together. So they need to wait till they get to ninety eight, uh, to to make it all happen. Yeah. Or or maybe I should say Vista to seven. That's that's a much better analogy. It's much fresher in people's minds. Like Vista actually had there's a lot of good ideas, but it didn't happen right. And then seven was awesome. I think that yeah, they had the negativity buzz about Vista, and. They improved that by changing a few things aesthetically and calling it Windows 7, which everybody <laughs> loved. <laughs> but I will say they improved the right stuff yeah. because I didn't like Vista either. But that's because it was so different and broken. I, mm-hmm. I think a lot of that is marketing bold junkie too. Anyway, it's the Microsoft curse, they call it. Where um, I think it's called the Microsoft curse. I'll asterisk that. Um, cause like a lot, there's a lot of negativity about windows eight right now mm-hmm. and they're like, ah, don't worry about it. They'll just call it windows nine and put a different face on it and you'll love it <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because they did That's it with Vista. True. They did it, you know, ME, um, uh, which I think was ME was the ME before. Yeah. ME became XP basically. Yeah. I think or was, yeah. Right. Yep. yep. Yeah. No, they did that. Ninety-five to ninety-eight, ME to XP. Yep. Vista to went uh, to to seven. Yep. So the the joke is that eight is going to be hated, and then they'll just put a different face yep. on it and call it the nine. And it's probably true. <laughs> All right. So that's that. Um, I I don't know what else to say other than that. Like HTML five just sounds like a whole lot of hurt to me. I've seen people do creative stuff with it, but like web in general, it just I shake my head. It's so frustrating. It's really frustrating as a consumer of it to to when you see a web page that doesn't work or it's uh, weird yeah. to think, yeah. oh well, let me open it in a different browser. Yeah. yeah. And there you go. Yep. And it's even worse now that I have like a tablet and a phone of capable, very capable, you know, uh, description, and they don't load stuff. I can't look yeah. at things. Like, I don't understand this. And I know that, like, I'm really disappointed that that I can't do, that I can't do Flash on my Android anymore. 
Because yeah, what 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 happened there? Uh, Adobe decided to quit supporting Android. For what? Is that what happened? Yeah, oh, that's stupid. Yeah, I don't know. It's really a pain. I, well, it, using Flash in Android was never very good anyway. It wasn't. True. But at least it was there. I didn't want yeah. to go play Flash games on Android, right? I didn't want to do these things, but there's so many websites that use a little bit of Flash here or there that now yeah. are accessible. And that's really well, especially funny. like uh, like videos. Like there's a lot of like um like what uh embedded in like an NBC yep. or something like that have their their players and and it uses Flash and it's like what? I know it's really frustrating. That that and it was like. <sighs> Like, Apple was ahead of the game in a way by saying no, right? Um, but it was really, like, almost laughable that they would do that at the time. Yeah. I don't know what happened to cause it to just completely become what it's become in that regard with mobile. But there must be legitimate reasons to it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, well, and it's strange because there's still so many sites that are so huge, like Congregate and Newgrounds. But it's still, it's, it's all Flash. Yeah, but that's and... like a very specific PC gaming kind of audience sort of thing, right? I, I don't know if you ever would do that stuff on your mobile, right? Maybe? I don't know. I can't see it. because If if, if it was slick enough, it would. It... Because, because those games are, by definition, already simple. So that should have been an easy transition. Yeah. No, I don't... Yeah, I don't know. So Control-wise, anyway. Should, or... Generally, yeah. But not always. True, true. Not always. But <laughs> they're usually yeah. So sort of funny thing. Um, when I got my Wii, I bought the the internet for a week. Oh yeah. You know, yep. which was five bucks. I paid five dollars to look at the internet on my Wii, the internet browser, whatever they called it. Right. Yeah. And I don't know. I was like, what? Because I heard that you could go and do things with the internet browser and play games right and so i found one that was um i'm pretty sure it was flash like i'm pretty sure the wii supported flash to at least some you know number flash nine or something and so i found this site that was all about classic nintendo games or nintendo-esque <laughs> games and so i'm like awesome duck hunt right <laughs> so you can play duck hunt with your pointer in a web browser Oh, that's awesome. And it was literally a mouse pointer on the window, so it sort of defeated the whole point of Duck Hunt, yeah. which was a gun, and you don't know where it's pointing. Yeah, still. <laughs> that's pretty funny, though. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, anyway, that was pretty pretty, pretty humorous. And, you know, of all things, that the Wii can do it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That. By the way, did you ever try the, the browser on the DS? Uh, just, just terrible. The regular DS, or was that like just a DS, um, like a I DS Lite or something like that? No, just like a DS Lite. No, I never did. I don't think because I you had to buy a cartridge. Oh for it. no, then absolutely not. And, that, that's so, serious. and I bought it's and, and I bought it and because uh, at the time I didn't have any mobile devices, but I had a DS Lite. Okay, I was like, I guess I'll, I guess I'll do this. It wasn't wasn't like a fully you know price thing or anything like that. So. But you have to put a cartridge in to use the internet, which doesn't make a lot of sense, but you do. And it is so slow and it's so crappy. In it, it, uh. That's hilarious. Yeah, it's sort of it's what I would expect terrible. out of that thing. 
Oh, all right. Um, <laughs> what are we talking about? Yeah. Uh, hey, that's a perfect way to transition into December's meeting, which uh, is yes. probably not a December meeting. Um, historically, at least ever since I've really been going, we don't have a meeting in December just because it's sort of that hectic, crazy month that, you know, with holidays and everything. Yeah. And, um, but what we normally do is just have like a social some night. And I believe that's still going to happen. Um, Zach is working the details on that and I'm not really in the know on it. Um, but I think it's going to be a Wednesday. And I think it's going to be like maybe even the same Wednesday, the second Wednesday of the month. But well, that'll be on the website or in Twitter and Facebook and stuff when we know more about that. Which better be soon, actually. <laughs> it's coming up mm, on it. Mm-hmm. I bet you. Yeah. Hopefully we'll get this podcast out before that. Um, so there. That. And then um, one other thing is uh, the Global Game Jam. Yeah. Um, Zach is working details, hopefully, with the nerdery about that. So there'll be more details about it. But the plan is definitely, again, we will help host or at least organize uh, the Global Game Jam through the IGDA Twin Cities. So I am pumped for that. And that is, I better just look up the dates quick it's for the uh, Global Game Jam. January 25th to 27th, 2013. So mandatory Mayan joke. And yeah. January. <laughs> All right. That said, we should move on to some topics of discussion. Um, you know, I've got a pretty broad thought of it, but I know we've been talking for quite a bit, so maybe we should just thin it a bit. Um, I know one thing I didn't want to talk to you about, and it's it's sort of like not a lot to talk about, actually, but it is definitely local developer news, was um, the layoffs at Activision here in, mm. in Eden Prairie. Um, they let go uh, 30 people. And... Uh, the quote that I've read on numerous sites about it is that the it goes, these cuts were made at the publishing level and no studio personnel were affected. And so, well, a little bit of a background is the Activision Local, I guess they've done like um, Bond games and like a Spider-Man game. Mm. But um, have you read about this or heard about this at all? I mean, it's 30 people yeah. local. Supposedly, they're not going to have as many titles this year as previous. I didn't really know that there was like a development house of Activision local. Like, I know that they had um, some quality assurance people and stuff. Yeah. I'm not sure either. Yeah, I mean, I think I heard about that somewhere. Then then I checked out that, uh, the article here. But, yeah, I I don't know. I man, All I ever heard about them was that it was QA. So, who knows? Oh, is QA that they let go? Oh, no, 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 no. That's, no. What, that's what they were. Yeah. yeah, that's, that's yeah. the thing I thought, too. I don't... I mean, it's a very confusing thing. First off, it's Activision, so they do a lot of hats, right? Yeah. So it's a, I don't think it's a studio here in this Twin Cities. I think it's just like a little pocket of something, and I'm not exactly sure it was. I thought it was not developers, but like quality assurance and like a marketing arm or a publishing arm here like a little bit well i guess that would make sense if it cut, cuts are made at the publishing level yeah and 
I, I wish I knew more about the local studio. Um, I know that the only people I've ever met from Activision or who have said that they've been there, other than uh, Chris Figueroa, who we've had on the podcast before. Yeah. And he was he he worked for Activision, I think, at the time when we were yeah. when we had him on. He works at the nerdery now. Um, but he was a quality assurance guy at, at Activision, but he left Activision. But uh, the only, other than him, the only people I've met have been people that have quit working at Activision and swung through the IGDA Twin Cities trying to network a little bit. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. So it's sort of a bummer. It's sort of sad news in a way, but I, I'm not exactly sure if it's actual game developers or developers or not. I think that under our kind of really broad description of what a game developer is, they are game developers. Yeah. But it's one of those things that, um, uh, I don't know, publishing. I don't know. I don't know. But, oh, uh, with respect to the quote, um, made at the publishing level and no studio personnel were affected. So how do you interpret that? Because I interpreted that as, you know, uh, publishing level as publishing are people that help coordinate um, the release and stuff of games. They do the publishing of it. So not the development, not the design or anything like that, but like the business side of it more so than the right yeah that's that's what i'm guessing but it's it's i think it's perhaps intentionally vague enough that you can't discern very much from it maybe yeah that's true i mean you know what this whole section about us talking about activision minneapolis is kind of like a whole bunch of unknowns we don't really know they said (laughs) they let 30 people go and that's a bummer it's related to the games and it's related to local well you know, and it it would be cool if there's a way to reach out to them a little bit more. I would because God, that'd be cool because, you know, I mean, Activision is big and Minnesota needs all the the press it can get as far as video games go. Yeah, hopefully positive, not this sort of thing. Y- yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. All right. Well, let's 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 table that. Is I I you know I'm gonna say it right now though before I table it again. Um, I would love to meet more of the Activision people, actually. Yeah. I wish that if there really truly were local developers that work at Activision, which some of the news articles I've read make it sound like, um, I'd like to, to to hear and see and meet some of them at, at IGDA. Yeah. So if anybody that listens or if one of our listeners happens to be somebody at Activision, you know, please um, start coming. And let us know. At the very least, let us know. Yeah. We'd just like to know. We're sleuthing. Without really sleuthing. Yes. Sherlock. <laughs> You're my Watson. Oh, snap. Oh. I want to be the futuristic Watson, though. Oh, my God. Have you watched Sherlock on Netflix? No, I if haven't. If you haven't, then you have, like, eight hours of joy ahead of you. <laughs> like if you really are looking for something on Netflix, watch Sherlock. It's awesome. Um very well done. So the other thing that's on our list of giant stuff is hey, Wii U, do you have one now? I don't. You don't. I don't. I'm going to Disneyland next month, so uh, or no Disney World. Whatever's in Florida, so I I'm gonna be moneyless. I thought you had pre ordered it. No. Oh. Chris, Chris did. Figueroa did. Oh, he did. Okay. 
So he's got one. So hopefully he can bring one to the social. Oh, good point. Good point. I was talking about Chris to Zach today, actually. And I'll leave that as a private matter between me and Zach. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, bummer, man. I thought you had pre-ordered it. I'm mad at you now. Because I was like, no, I was part of my weekend. Oh. By the way, I was going to invite myself over to play your Wii U, and now I'm not going <laughs> to. It would be hard. <laughs> we can, in, in our imagination, we can play it. Imagine me playing a Wii U. Well, Chris can. Yeah, well, that's good play because that's Chris, his game that he's got. Yeah, yeah. Imagine me. <laughs> all right. Uh, my my terrible puns. I apologize. It's all right. It's all right. Um, well, you know what? A couple of these things are just sort of like talking points, so I'm just gonna bring it up. So Disney bought Lucasfilm. So what do you think about that? I I think it's kind of bizarre. I think it's but... bizarre and awesome. I mean, it makes. I guess it makes sense since he wants to get out of the film. And so here's why I think it's great because I kind of like just rolled my eyes and squinted my face in this disgust look when I heard about it. But do you know what? So it was four point oh five billion dollars that Disney gave um, George Lucas, right? Do you know mm-hmm, what George yeah. Lucas did with that money? Yeah, he donated it. That's amazing. Four billion dollars he donated. Now, granted, he donated it to his own. Um, foundation or whatever. It's a Lucas Arts or Lucas Films, um, whatever. But it's for education of of kids. It's, it, I'm like, even you know, the fact that he's just like, yeah, I'm good. I just was yeah. tired of the whole Star Wars thing. Yeah, it's amazing. It's awesome. So there's two, well, couple interesting things. Um, I also want to say I'm not worried about them screwing it up more because. <laughs> It got pretty know, bad, so actually, like the positive, it's like, yay! Yeah. It's not, he's not gonna mess it up. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about it. I don't feel any worse about it. I guess it's the best way. To yeah, it because like I wanted to be excited about another Star Wars movie, but I just haven't been. Can't be. It's a, such a tough act to follow, though, too, because if you really watch the Star Wars, they're not that great. They, 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 you know what though? But they have the je ne sais quoi. So there's, I, oh my God, I love them to death. Oh my gosh. But I also love Tron. I, I, like the original or Tron. Oh my God. The original. Yes. I love that movie, but I know it's bad. Okay. But here's the thing though. Something, things are oftentimes, and as cheesy as this sounds, are often more than the sum of their parts. And I, I feel that way about those movies. Like, you know, the, the scripts, they aren't, they aren't that great, but something happened. And it's not, it, I honestly believe it's more than just childhood memories. Well, I know I, that I, Tron happened for me in a point that made me think and imagine things. Like, it made me think completely, like I was trying to wrap my head around stuff. And mm-hmm. that gave me these, like, weird thoughts about computers and personality of things and also filmmaking just in general because like how you present a story i remember thinking like how they did that and animation and all that stuff came together and i was you know pretty young i don't remember how young but it was an amazing movie for me it it really inspired me in ways way beyond just watching a movie and so i love tron right and star wars i just got excited about because it was spaceships and lasers and i was young um but i i totally agree with you yeah 
that in in Star Wars, the, there's the the you know what the cast made it. the 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 movie was fun, but if it did if it hadn't had the cast, it had it just I don't think it would have stuck with us. I think I think the cast made him, and it, granted, it was a great adventure and it was a great story and stuff like that. Um, but the cast made their way around this really awkward dialogue and just made it work. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's sort of like. Um... It it succeeded in spite of itself in a way. Yeah. Because yeah. Lucas is, in my mind, like not a good director. I mean, look at the, how do you take somebody like Ewan McGregor and have him do something badly? You have George yeah. Lucas direct him. That's how. Yeah. Because if you look at that, <laughs> yeah. you're like, but I mean, even the best actors, they're going to have bad takes or they're not going to quite yeah. deliver something the way they want. Right. You know, they mm-hmm. might know better or whatever, but it's up to the director to pick what he takes. And, right. and I don't know about you, but I watch those early movies and I watch Ewan McGregor and I'm like, dude, what is going on? Like, this is yeah. broken. Like you are not broken. Like yeah. I, I trust you so much as an actor and what are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you're not, there's something broken and I'm not exactly sure what it is. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure I can play Lucas <laughs> 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 yeah. because Natalie Portman, yeah. Natalie, what's going yeah, on? Like, this doesn't seem right. <laughs> and and he uh, he's got an amazing, amazing imagination. But you're right, the directing and dialoguing, not so much. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I hundred percent agree with you. That that that, like, I think that the stuff could be pretty generally good, but there was something just wrong, and I think yeah. it's the directing. Anywho, um, the the couple interesting points that i wanted to bring up was that um princess leia is now a disney princess so oh yeah how does that make you feel a little dirty yeah a little dirty um, yeah that's wrong yeah her hips are too wide now <laughs> um <laughs> or no her waist i'm sorry her hips are just right um <laughs> and then uh sort of an interesting story is angry bird space which we brought up earlier Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and um, I've heard that actually uh, Star Wars approached the, them. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you think that that sounds right? Like Star Wars is like, you know what? We need to spread more. Let's talk to Angry Birds. <laughs> like, I, this world seems I, broken, doesn't it? I wouldn't see. I wouldn't really be that surprised by it. There's, there's a lot of... Um, uh, Angry Birds, they've done stuff all over the world that we never see. That, um, but like, they just do Angry Birds for different products and in different languages. There's a whole bunch of different Angry Birds than what we see on the App Store. It's crazy. So I'm not surprised by that. If it's true or not, I don't know, but I'm not surprised. I don't know. I'm kind of, well, I mean, like, it seems like a no brainer. When I saw Star Wars and Angry Birds, I'm like, of course. Yeah. Like, of course there should be. It's almost because they did it with Rio and that was an actually really good fit. But yeah, it seems like, yeah. Yeah, of course you do a Star Wars one because that's like, you know, from a movie standpoint, very, very generic and or whatever, right? Like you can just be in the universe with lightsabers and you're in laser beams and yeah. you're good. But when I heard that it was the other way around, I was like, whoa! Like to me, it seems like something that Angry Birds would be like. You know, this is smart. Let's let's see if we can do a theme with Star Wars. But that was just me. Well, but you know, I think it's like excess success attracts stuff, even big ones like. Yep. Like when Guitar Hero first came out, like you had all those crappy covers that were always in them. Yeah. But then oh, yeah. by the time the later ones were coming out, you had bands coming out and saying, We just want to get our you know, our songs in there and they were 
they were big bands. So I, yeah. Oh yeah, it was that was big for a bit, wasn't it? Yeah, until they they kicked the crap out of it, and yeah, that could have still been going if they haven't saturated it so much. I don't think if they would have made a version of it that just kind of was, and not have to put out a new sixty dollar game. Oh, sure. I think that that's yeah. where it broke. Because now you had to get the the, the new version. Right with the guitar and the keytar and yeah, like I actually bought it, but I'm like I'm sort of frustrated because, like, if I want to do this, like now I have the Beatles disc, right? Well, I can't play any of those songs and yeah. play other stuff yeah. easily or the way I want to. It's sort of frustrating. Like yeah, I don't know. Yes and no about it. Although I will say some of the funnest times I've had has been with guitar people, Guitar Hero, and having people over. Yeah, surprising or um. Was actually rock band it's the one that i really liked more so than guitar hero that I'm, I'm sure they'll bring it back eventually but it'll be a while yeah it'll probably have a resurgence at some point it makes sense it's fun people love karaoke yeah. though yeah um yeah and when you let the karaoke and people come out i think that <laughs> i mean you can tell the people that don't give a crap about karaoke but you yeah. give them ability to do it and they like it well, the the problem is that it wasn't. It's it just it came out so much that you're like big deal, you know you know what I mean? Like I when it first came out, it was like oh my god, rock band, or you know, Guitar Hero Rock Band, two. What's on this track list? Oh my god, this is on here. I gotta get that. But then it was like suddenly there's six games that came out that year, and you're like I don't even, I'm not even done with this one, and some of the songs weren't that great, and uh, like yeah, I mean they just. I remember they, they the last track of the, the first year um, the IGDA Twin Cities did the the EA thing or not the EA the E3 thing at at Chatterbox. Oh, yeah. So we went and watched it and that was the year that like um Rock Band and Guitar Hero were having a pretty much head-to-head fight, mm, right? Sure. And they were both really big. And um so the first one came out and it was just, you know, the like announcer guy talking about the game and how exciting it was going to be. And he said, we're going to have, we have 67 songs, including, and he named off some songs, right? Mm. And then, then, then the other, the competing guy came out and said, we have 71 songs or whatever the number (laughs) was, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it had sort of like in the last minute somewhere, they had gotten a couple extra songs in order to outnumber (laughs) the other one. Yeah. (laughs) It was sort of like, if you paid any attention or looked it up or anything, it's like somehow they pull seven songs out of their hat. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) And you know, it was like, we don't know what these are. We have no official track listings other than that. They said 71. (laughs) There will be more. There will be more than our competitors. (laughs) (laughs) This was pretty funny though. It's awesome. It was pretty great. All right. But before we close out, I do want to say that we had a question. We got an email with a question in it. An excellent question, actually. And it was directed at, at of all people, you. So are you ready? Let's, let's do this. Let's do this. Uh, don't hurt me too bad. So it comes from Adam. And Adam asked, um, it seems uh, in his description of an email, it, that he is also... Um, uh, an audio person. So he, he asked, uh, how do you go about selling yourself and your skills as a music producer into an industry that is notorious for small or non-existent budgets, incredibly small teams and haphazard development schedules? 
any ideas would be greatly appreciated. And essentially, he, he rephrased it to as how can one break into game development as a sound music developer? So, yeah. So it's it's a strange, bizarre world. And what what I'd say if if someone's trying to break into the world, um, as far as you know, music and uh, sound effects go for the video games. And again, I don't consider myself having broken into it. I've you know put out some games with stuff in it, but I'm not like that's not the entirety of my living which is what i like it to be but it's not there but what i think the the best way to do it is you just start making sounds you just start making music and you just get them out as much as you possibly can and when you don't have any contacts the best way to do it is to start on mods i think yeah i think that and, you know from what i what i've talked to you about i think that your road in has just been amazing because you here's what's great about you tori is that you're so passionate about it that you just do what interests you and mods yeah, yeah. is something you're interested in to the point where you're doing audio mod stuff. And indie developers or developers in general love that when they find people like that. So mm, I'm not mm, yeah. at all that you like do that and then you got jobs out of it. I mean, your whole Dropbox with Soul Deck is because you you did something like that with them. So Yeah, and I, I mean, I got lucky, but part of it too is... Uh, like making a bunch of work that never goes anywhere and oh, yeah, right. so nine out of nine out of ten things that you do is going to fail um so i've i mean i've sent countless emails and i've like done countless work that just got thrown away and um you also have to be okay with the fact that you're doing so much that some of it's going to suck and you're going to take some heavy critique for it and so you have to build up a, a you know, a thick skin to realize some of the stuff you're going to do is going to suck because you just don't have the time or energy to make the amazing thing you wanted it to be. And so it's going to suck and it's going to be public and it's going to be big out there. And so have a thick skin, <laughs> just get ready for that. Um, and don't stop and know that you're going to be really frustrated a lot, but if you love it, you just keep trying. I think, and I think the highs end up being super highs. And they yeah. outweigh all those negatives. Yeah. Because if you let the negatives weigh you down in anything, yeah. then, then yeah, there's a problem. And and like you say, there's going to be probably a lot more negatives. But if you're able to focus on the positives and what you love about yeah. it, that those successes become the things you remember versus the other way yeah. around. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. And and, and the, the most important thing is to not stop. I think, because... I think that's the number one thing I would agree with is that you just got to do and if yeah. you can do what you really enjoy doing and it's an enjoyment to you that it's a hobby that your free time you want to do versus doing yeah. it as a job or something. And if you want, <laughs> I joke that like, yes, I love to do this stuff, but I don't want to do it as a job mm -hmm. because I've had mm -hmm. that happen where there's things that I enjoyed and then they kind of, my job worms in and I don't into them. Sure. And then I'm like, I don't want to do this as my job because that's taking away what I enjoy about it. Yeah. No, yeah, I understand. And yeah. But and and that's you know, that's another good point. There's gonna be stuff that is part of it that isn't very much fun, but um and you have to be okay with that too. I think well the difference in my case is that I'm not my own boss, for one. So I ended mm. up getting the parts of it that were more likely to suck. <laughs> oh sure, yeah. So I don't wanna project that like you know, I don't want to do it because I do. I would love to make games as 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 a living, but I would love to make my games as a living. I guess, yeah, or yeah. at least have so much creative control, or 
knowledge about it that that I could. I I think you know what I mean. That that the passion yeah. that I want to exert is actually a, able to be exerted and received instead of just kind of nodded at, right, or, and ignored or or not. Um, engaged with because they have some other vision or something, you know? Oh yeah, I agree. I agree. So, and I, and maybe I'm projecting a little bit in my idea of passion. Passion's a word I use a lot in stuff like this because if people that are really passionate about something, they're really interested is you give them a little and they take a lot, but they mm -hmm. don't take a lot from you. Yeah. They take a lot because they bring a lot. Right. True. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you give somebody, you know, an inch, and they take a mile. That mile just didn't exist before. It exists now yeah. because they they took it. That's what yeah. About. They didn't get yeah. from anywhere, but they made that mile happen. Yeah. And um and I think that, you know, I I project that idea onto you because like your your whole soul deck thing where you went and made a mod of audio and recorded a you know voices for characters and stuff. I mean that you did that because you cared. You brought that out. Yeah, that's you, true. That's true. And you had that passion of that. And I mean, really, what did you gain out of out of doing those audio bits? I mean, right? Other than that, you just really enjoyed doing it and hoped maybe somebody else would, right? Did you have an audience yeah. in mind when you made it? No, I just I right. I almost made it for me, exactly. and, and I thought you know some other. I just thought these are kind of fun characters, and I really like this game, so I just I want to make a mod and. I, I I mean, I'm sure somewhere in the back of my mind is, I was like, oh, that'd be cool if the publisher or, you know, the studio acknowledged it. I never expected it to lead to anything. But, and uh, I just, it was just fun. Yeah. No, I respect you huge because that's a, a quality I admire is stuff like that where. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I feel that I can, I have that same sort of thing maybe not as successful as you but i know that uh, no <laughs> i know that the stuff that i've gotten has been that same way as that when somebody gives me something to bite on i chew hard if if it's appropriate i i you've had a lot more successes i think than you give yourself credit for you're like you've got stuff in movies <laughs> okay maybe <I> do. <laughs> you, you do uh, that's pretty cool right i could have used the sound guy i'll tell you that <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So, all right, good answer. Oh, oh, Excellent question. oh, and last thing, be okay with getting yourself in over your head a little bit. That'll make you grow. It's good. Don't don't go too far, but be willing to be willing to reach beyond your current abilities. That's good. You know, I will say that that is one of my my giant fears. Even every every time before we record the podcast, like I get this like. Mm -hmm real anxiousness and that i don't know if you ever noticed but like there's a little bit of here's a fourth wall thing of preparation before we do a podcast of subjects mm -hmm. and stuff but it's usually not until like the hours before we're going to record that i'm like oh my god what what do i actually think about this <laughs> <laughs> and then then i work on the show notes really hard and put thoughts and stuff <laughs> but that is a very good point there is a little bit about not necessarily a fear of drowning, but uh, uh, try to explore a little bit where yeah. you can still safely, you know, maybe if you start to drown, you know that you have the ability to get out of it, but um, yeah, but you can actually stretch your abilities some. Yeah, I agree. Excellent. Cool, man. Thank, uh, thanks again, Adam, for your question. Um, he sent the question to 
podcast at igdatc.org. Um, so yeah, we'd love to hear more questions from any listeners out there, especially if you've made it through this long episode. So yeah, any, absolutely. Any he he did have another question, which I'm going to save for another episode. Um, <laughs> and I want to talk to you about some too. Uh, and we'll we'll come back to that one, I think. As a Sounds... as a topic for another episode, I think just a general topic. So yeah. Well, thanks for chatting at me, Tori, in a way in which we record it. Oh, hey, and thanks for for chatting at me, and and uh, yeah, it was awesome. It was great. All right, well, keep All on right. uh, keep on developing, man. Um, yeah, as always, it's... we're uh, actually really enjoy making the podcast. So, you know, if you're a local developer and listening, or a developer out there that's got questions or would like to come on the show or something like that, I mean, please let us know. We are open to to having guests. Um, or interesting topics. We like fresh perspectives. It's awesome. Yeah, actually, I really enjoy having guests on because it's it's interesting to get um, fresh fresh perspectives. Sometimes I feel a little bit <laughs> overwhelming, but <laughs> whatever, I'm right. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we are IGDA Twin Cities, and you can find us at igdatc.org. And the podcast I mentioned earlier, um, that's the best way to find like meetings and stuff like that. Uh, oh, I do want one quick note about uh, meetings. So we do an announcement, and that announcement is generally via Eventbrite. And we use Eventbrite um, because we can manage uh, the number of people, which we haven't really gotten near the limit, which is pretty high now at the nerdery. But also, to, we use that headcount as... Uh, pizza orders so we know how much pizza yes. to get and I, I just want to throw it out there a little bit everybody's welcome but it's nice if you register because then there's enough food yeah we ran out of pizza last and time. the time before last because we oh awesome. yeah we had 37 that registered the time before last and like 47 showed up which is great wonderful it's like actually a, a great problem to have that because normally it's the other way around that you'll lose like 10 to 25 percent of people that registered and then that don't show yeah. When we got the opposite problem where we're like always end up with more than registered. But the one of the main reasons to register additionally and it's event bright and I know it's this external tool and that can be kind of a pain. But that's also how we can manage emails. So if you register via event bright once, you'll always get emails um unless you opt out of course that um tell you about the next meetings. So if you're not the type that follows the web page or the Twitter or the Facebooks um, and, and you live in your email kind of like I do, um, then that's a good way to go. All right. I, I don't have anything else to, to, to say to close out. So, all right. Well, folks, thanks for joining us. Ryan, thank you for having the podcast as always. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. Thanks for doing the audio, Tori. Yeah. And I have the perfect last line of the episode. You ready? Yes. End of line. <laughs> And I'm putting it on you, Tori, that you have to pick one of Adam's songs and ask him if it's okay if we can use it as an intro song. Oh, yeah, I will. If, if, if and you're willing to oh, yeah. seed your jazzy intro to, um, to Adam's musical talents. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that idea, actually. I think it's really cool.
he sent the question to, I believe, podcasts at IGDATC. Yeah, to po- podcast. Podcast at IGDATC.com. That's where he sent that. Dot org. Oh, my gosh. Podcast at IGDATC.org. Uh, <laughs> you can tell that I never email that address. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, I was going to... Here, let me just... I got to put the... Uh, I was putting the notes in here for edits. Do, 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 do. 